Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, May 7th, 2018, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 59, the second paragraph, which begins, Here are the steps we took. Uh, We will be reading through step three and commenting on steps two and three. Today's readers are Maggie A. on the 12 steps, Brandy M. on the 12 traditions. Reading the text are Kathy Jo P. and Kathleen O. Um, The reference numbers uh, for yesterday, Sunday, May 5th, the special edition, is 11,384. And for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting, East Coast time, the reference number is 11,385. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA who still suffer. Uh, Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Maggie A. to read the 12 steps of OA. Thank you, Kathy. This is Maggie A., recovered in Western New York, the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Maggie A. And I'll now ask Brandy M. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. It's Brandy M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Tradition 1, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OAA unity. 2, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God is to express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professionals, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OAS ought to never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, and say OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Brandy. Um, How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. I will give you a gentle reminder if you go over three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we begin our study on page 59, the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took, and we will study through step 3. I will now ask Kathy Jo P. to get us started. Kathy Joe, please unmute. Press star one. 
Kathy Joe, are you there? Uh, let's see, Kathleen O, are you able to read? Hi, yes, this is Kathleen O, Kathy. Can you do that for me? Thank you. Sure, and can you, Kathy, tell me once more, I know we're doing one and two, but what's the part before it? Uh, page 59, the second paragraph, here are the steps we took. Okay. Hi, this is Kathleen O, and let me just say, Kathleen, we're going to only comment on steps two and three. Okay, great. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kathleen O, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. And so, you know, first we make sure that we have that first step experience. And um, step two, you know, what do we need for the the second step? For me, step two required an open mind. You know, my willpower and my self-knowledge didn't help me in the past. So I really had to look outside myself. And I had to let go of any preconceived notions I had about God. So we begin to think about what our higher power can be and about what the higher power can do for us. And this step came to believe that a power, not in a power, but that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So what I notice here is the step doesn't say it's going to restore us to sanity. Sanity actually appears after the 10th step um, when we cease fighting anyone or anything, even alcohol. For by, by this time, sanity will have returned. And, you know, and that word sanity, you know, what is sanity? Um, well, I know insanity <laughs> is a behavior at odds with that which is generally accepted or considered normal. So to stop eating when one is full, is considered normal. And to not think about food unless one is hungry is considered normal. But to, for me, who obsessed about food all day long, I was either eating or I was obsessing about it. And when I was eating, I would consume enormous amounts of food to the point of being ill. That's not generally accepted as normal. So for me, that's what the insanity part of this is. So if a higher power can restore me to sanity, where I no longer have food run my life and my every thought, then this step really does offer hope. And, and, and this just is the big H-O-P-E capital letters to me, this step. Um, you know, lack of power, that is our dilemma. And how and where do we find that power? So the main object of this book is to enable us to find a power that's going to help us solve our problem. And, of course, we've learned that our problem is not the food, Our problem is our thinking, and the food is our solution. So if you're hopeless, if you're interested in having a solution, and your human will has failed you, you've you've admitted complete defeat, and you have no power when left to your own devices, then step two is really, it it does offer a heck of a lot of hope because this is where we're going to find our solution. And, you know, I had to ask myself, do I really believe there is a power in the universe that can bring me from the scrap heap? And, you know, where and how am I going to find it? And 
So, you know, um, I had to I had to let go of the concept that my parents had, the Catholic school that I was raised in, and get my own concept. And, you know, we're going to find it deep down inside us. It tells us that on page 55. And we choose our own concept of God. And, and you know, um, nothing, nothing more is required to make this beginning, as Bill said on page, page 10. So whether we, become a, a, whether we come in here a believer, an agnostic, or an atheist, we really all are together that the con, in, in this concept that we're not alone and there's something greater that can help us conquer our addiction and our despair. So, and step That's three. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll finish with step three. It's really easy. Yeah. It's just, make, just making a decision. We make decisions all day long. It's a quick, easy step. And I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Kathleen O. So who would like to share today on steps two and three? Kathy Jo P. Kathy Jo P. Anyone else? Liz D. Liz D. Anyone Marie else? Marie J. Marie J. Maybe a couple more if you'd like. Reggie O. Reggie O. Heidi L. Heidi O. And I think I heard Stephanie. Is that right? Okay. Heidi O. So here's who I have. (laughs) Kathy Jo P., Liz D., Marie J., Reggie O., and Heidi O. And I'll get some more names later. Kathy Jo P., please go ahead. This is Kathy Jo P. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay. Sorry about that earlier. I could not get unmuted, and I had my notes here ready to talk, and I had to redial in. Yeah. And I guess I'm not in charge. Right. (laughs) So the things that jump out at me here are, first of all, um, here are the steps we took. It does not say here are the steps we thought about, here are the steps we dissected, interpreted, um, did research on. Um, It says here are the steps we took. And often, I was like this and I hear sponsees like this, we want to do it perfectly and we want to know the exact way to do it. And I just want to remind people that, you know, the old timers were finding street drunks and going through this stuff really quickly and there wasn't any perfection it was a matter of life and death and helping these people get to the other side and what's the other side that we want to tap into the power and how do we tap into the power we put down the substance and then we ask God through this process through the steps we took to let go of our resentments our fears and our character defects And there's a guy that talks about it who says it's the smashing of the ego. We need to get our ego out of there so we can tap into God so that we can have that power to help us every single day to stay away from that substance. And the other thing that I've had pointed out to me is that dash. 
We admitted we were powerless over alcohol. We admitted that we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. It does not say and our lives. It says that our lives had become unmanageable. And when I came in, my life was unmanageable. My life was a disaster, and I was colliding with everyone and everywhere. I had health problems, emotional problems, relationship problems, money problems, every problem you can imagine. My life was a hot mess. Today, I can tell you that is not where I'm at. Do I have snags? Do I have struggles? Yes, I do. But my life is not unmanageable. My life is good. I don't have pity parties. I don't have times where I need to tell people all my problems. They did it every day on a daily basis. Instead, I'm telling my gratitude. And the other thing that I want to say is I'm learning new behaviors, which is a miracle to me as I show up. And when it says they're suggested as a program, program of recovery, you know what got me to take these steps is the results I saw in the people around me. And it was not thin bodies. It was people that were happy, joyous, and free, living in love and service and tolerance. That was attractive to me. And now I hope to God every day that I can be one of those for all of you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kathy Joe P. Liz D., it's your turn. Hi, this is Liz D. in Arizona. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you. Um, yeah, step one, I'm powerless and my life has become unmanageable. And then we move on to step two. And for me today, the word could be restored to sanity if I do the work. You know, this is a program for people that need it and want it, but also a, people, a program for people that do it. And I'm new back in abstinence as of April 15th. And when I walked into my first live OA meeting February 14th of this year, you know, my bottom was very low. I never really wanted to be on this earth anymore, just like my bottom with another compulsion in a 12-step program. And fortunately, I was able to recognize that, um, having been abstinent in another program going into my fourth year. And um, what I'm finding for my abstinence with food today is I'm surrounded by my OA literature, I had someone with 40 years of abstinence in the live meeting say to me, you know, give yourself some credit. You know, no one's ever said that they've been on the podcast and listen five days a week. You know, I need every tool of this program. I pick up the phone and so on and so forth and came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. You know, out of every adverse thing, something good comes out of that, and I'm grateful today that my relationship with my higher power is strengthened due to the bottom, the insidious bottom I had with food, and I surrender off and on all day long. I am out of the driver's seat, you know, and a couple things that I've heard on this podcast and have been so grateful for is, you know, I get five minutes today to talk about myself, so after this, I get two more. And um, how can I serve others? I, in my morning prayer, you know, I always remember, I heard someone say, I get up and I ask God to remove the food obsession, but I always forget to say, how can I serve others? You know, and service work um, is where it's at for me today. So I'm very grateful for um, vision, and thank you for letting me share. Thank you very much, Liz D. Okay, Marie J., it's your turn. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? I can. 
Great. Thank you. This is Marie J. and I'm recovered in Colorado. And uh, I want to focus on the step two portion of this. You know, how do I find the power? I get that asked me all the time because um, I, I feel like I have a really strong relationship with the power. And I didn't always. I came out of a really bad situation, up, uh, an upbringing around religion and I had all these all these other people's ideas of God given to me that that I had a hard time letting go of and I found that I had to let go of my will and my self-reliance around finding this power I had to let go of what I thought I knew I had to let go of what I I don't know I had to let go about what God is what God isn't because I was all confused and I was angry about it and excuse me i had so many rules for myself around god in the beginning of this program you know here's what i'm willing to believe here's what i'm not willing to believe but that was all my will and and i had to do that so that that was my path you know i had to put god in a box and create an idea of god that i could believe in in order to just work these steps so that's what i did that was the path there was nothing wrong with it but what I found is that what really worked for me when I finally got through my steps and I got the end division and I really started digging back in because I relapsed twice in this program before I realized that my step two was missing. I didn't, I had God in a box. I had it all defined by my own head. My mind created God and I put God in a box and through meditation and through prayer, but mostly meditation, the act of listening and allowing God to be revealed to me. So I just started asking for the revelation. What is it that I am supposed to know about you? What is it that I'm supposed to experience? And being in a meditation to allow the experience of God to come into my heart so that it could expand beyond the, the limitations of my mind. You know, in in steps two and three for me, the, the real spiritual awakening came when I let go of my will and my self-reliance and me being in charge and not having preconceived notions about the power. Because then the power stays in that box and then the power is still limited and managed by my mind. And so my work every day now is to work these three steps every day. That's my spiritual fitness to stay in that relationship and to constantly be asking that power to continue to reveal itself to me so that I can live a spiritually connected life. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you very much, Marie J. Reggie O., please share with us. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks so much for your service, and good morning, everybody. I'm so grateful to be on this line this morning and grateful to be in this recovery program with you all. Um, boy, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, I feel quite touched looking at this this morning, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I had to go through a break of abstinence to get back through the steps and really focus on them and get, gain a, gain a degree of humility that I could actually listen to and, and just really, uh, soak these steps in and that's steps one, two, three, you know, and the, the first one was that, well, as it says, you know, that's not what we're speaking on, but I had to first admit that I was powerless over compulsive eating, you know, and that my life was, had become 
unmanageable and even unmanageable in what I thought was my recovered state. Uh, and I just, you know, the second one came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. <clears throat> you know, that it's interesting because I've always had, I've always believed in this power greater than myself, but I, it was, you know, it, my, my experience of that power and my connection with that power and my just, I, I don't know what else to say since I have returned and gone through the steps and, you know, and, and gained the degree of humility that I needed is that, you know, I can truly accept that that great reality, that power lies deep within me. <clears throat> and I can also accept that I, I need this program, you know, the we part of this program, because, you know, this higher power uh, speaks to me through other people, you know, and right now it's speaking to me through listening to all of you and the, the calls I make out, you know, I have outside of this and, and my sponsor, you know, in particularly is that my higher power speaks to me. And I've also come to believe, you know, that, um, that this program and this connection with this power is essentially the most important thing in my life and my program. And I don't know that I was giving it, it it's, it's due credit, um, and I also, this power had to be a power, has to be a power, and today it is for me, thank you God, one moment at a time. That power is a power that I'm willing, that I, that I can turn my will and my life over to, you know, and I think that's for me been essential in step two is that this power has to be a power that I'm willing to turn my life over to because that's the huge decision, you know, in step three is to turn my will and my life over to the care of God <clears throat> as I understand him. And, you know, it is these three steps that will <clears throat> allow me to do the rest of the work, the, you know, the, the fearless and searching, uh, you know, kind of ego deflating work. Uh, and I say that, in, you know, ego in the ways that, that goes against me, you know. I have to do these steps, live these steps, and I choose to on a daily basis so I can do the rest of the work. And, and and live in, you know, what I do is to be of greater service and to carry this message, you know, and everything that I do. So really grateful for you all for this program and the way that we really study and practice this. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Reggio. And Heidi O, please go ahead. Heidi, are you there? Press star one. Uh, Heidi O. Okay, we'll take a few more names and hopefully Heidi will get back on the line. Who else would like to share this morning on steps two and three? Sylvia F. Okay, Sylvia Ginger C. Stacy T. Ginger C, Stacy T, Chrissy O, Donna L. Okay, one second. Chrissy O, I think it was, and there was someone else. Stephanie N. Stephanie N. Donna L. Is that Stella L or Bella L? Donna L. Donna L. I'm sorry, Donna. Okay, so here's who I have. Sylvia F., Ginger C., Stacy T., Chrissy O., Stephanie N., and Donna L. Did I miss someone? 
Okay, great. Um, Sylvia S., please go ahead. Good morning, Visionaries, and good morning, Kathy. This is Sylvia F., Recovery Compulsive Overeater in Northern California, and outside walking this morning, sitting in my, in my home. And this, I have a short share in that, you know, if you're a newcomer, if you're new on the line and everybody's telling you you've got to find a power greater than yourself, you have to find a higher, higher power. I know I came in willing, and how the heck do you do that? And so, um, you know, it's, for me, it is by following the direction, certainly doing the step, step work. So it's kind of inch, like an inchworm of uh, getting out of self and getting towards something. And for me, I've said this many times, I came in, didn't, decided I didn't have to define God because God's undefinable. I came in without any beliefs, so it wasn't like I had to discard some. And so my first higher power was not me. And that's all I had to know. And then, you know, I could define it as um, the tides, the wind, a tree, nature, a rock, and it didn't matter. And so what it's like for me now, because it's not like, you know, I take an electrical cord from me into the socket, plug it in, and there I am, there's God. This is, a, this is something I have to practice and work out of all the time. And it's worth it because I'm a hot mess in my head. And so what I do is, you know, a lot of meditations, a lot of um, guided meditations of people who are telling me a different way to think and act. So I still do that, certainly on a daily basis. And when I'm listening to meetings, I'm listening to how other people have surrendered. And we never use the word surrender. It's not even in the big book. But how do I surrender myself to something, anything? And it doesn't mean I'm just floating down a river, you know, with, with it and hitting the rocks and everything. I have to take actions. I'm in a boat going down the river. I got a paddle. I have to take actions. But those actions are, are dictated specifically through the big book and through a recovery sponsor. And so it isn't, it's a relief. I guess that's what I want to say is that it is such a relief to not be in charge. And I, I felt that way early on. And then somehow it seeps back up and I start getting back in charge. And, you know, I'm, I'm in my head and it's, you know, a, a circus and monkeys. And I go, yeah, I don't like being there. And then I calm down, breathe, do the actions I need to take to get reconnected to whatever not me is. And so if you're new, you don't have to know this. It's just to be willing. And I pass. Thank you very much, Sylvia F. Before we move on, I want to check in to see if Heidi O. is on the line. If you are, Heidi, would you like to share? Okay, I don't hear Heidi, so we'll move on to Ginger C. Please go ahead, Ginger. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, you're breaking up, Ginger. Hi, can you? Yeah, hearing every other word. Good morning. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. 
great. So gender word Colorado. We just do just a couple not paragraphs. hearing her good. So much yeah, no, book. Ginger, I'm sorry. Could you try to call back in? We're really not hearing you. Okay, I'll call back in. Okay, I'll check in with you again. Stacy T, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Stacy T calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks again for your service, Kathy, and for everybody on the line. <clears throat> and I wasn't going to start this way, but I am. And I appreciate those who have went before me uh, sharing this way. If you're new. <laughs> um, so if you're new, um, I am here to say that I am of the slow variety. And, uh, and I keep coming back because uh, there is no other place for me to go. There's no other place I want to be either. And what I've done both of these steps a couple of different ways. And one was to write a job description. Um, one was to acknowledge that I did have different sources that brought me power that were much greater than I and that um, represented peace and those things in my heart that I could connect to. It wasn't strong enough for me. Um, and I continued hearing <clears throat> on the line that I, the only thing I needed to do in step two was acknowledge that I'm not the power. And that has been really helpful um, if I could have restored myself to sanity, I would not be on the phone line with you. <clears throat> um, and I am not. And so at times, I don't debate anymore. Um, I just know I'm not the power. I don't always know exactly what it is, but I know I'm not it. Um, and <clears throat> um, when I did my <clears throat> some of my other step work, my self-reliance, um, and some other potent character defects um, make these two particular steps the most challenging for me. Um, and I've made a decision <clears throat> which requires faith to do. Um, and I need other people, and especially my sponsor, to remind me of strategies to use when I am clear in morning meditation about my decision, when I'm clear about surrendering my <clears throat> will and my life. And uh, like everybody else has said, and like we've heard other folks say that, you know, we never rise above the level of human. And <clears throat> um, I continue uh, making peace that I, uh, there is no such thing as perfectionism. And um, being hard on myself will be the worst thing that I can do to ensure um, surrender, both to my compulsive overeating and behaviors as well as um, wanting to run the show. So <clears throat> I do have Time. hope and I do have faith. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stacy T. I'm going to check in to see if Ginger C is back. 
I am here. Can you hear me? I can. That's much better, Ginger. Please go ahead. Oh, good. Thank you. And thank you for your service this morning, Kathy. Uh, this is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And we're talking about steps two and three. And it takes me to page 47, which is where we find our second step. It says, we needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? And, you know, these first three steps are so simple. I mean, really, they could be done in a day. Are you done? Are you willing to believe that there's a power greater than you to restore you to sanity? And hopefully there's enough pain that you just don't even care. You're done negotiating. You're surrendered. You're out of ideas. And it's like, yeah, I'll try anything because whatever I'm doing is obviously not working. All I know is this relapse cycle over and over and over. And the pain is getting greater and greater and greater. And then three is simple. We made a decision. A decision implements some kind of action. Are you ready and willing to go to any length for victory and do the action work of steps four through nine? Because that's where it all happens. You know, that's where it unfolds, these 12 steps. Then I have this personality change that's sufficient to bring about this recovery and and end this nightmare. Unbelievable. So I got to stop thinking and controlling. And hopefully the pain is enough today that it's motivating me. Yeah, I'm willing to try. You guys sound pretty good on the line. I want what you got. I want what the first 100 got. So I'm just so, I just love the simplicity of this program. And it tells me over and over in these pages how simple it is. It's my mind that always wants to complicate it. And everything centers in my mind. So again, today, I hope today's pain is enough because I believe in my heart that you don't have to have this bottom where you're dying and so desperate. I think you can get off the elevator at an earlier floor. And I really hope you do. You have to work it like the desperate, the drowning, and the dying, but I think you can stop right here, right now. Put the food down and enter this world. Be reborn and see where God can finally take you. God's wanted you, you know, all our lives to come back and return home to this perfect love. And, of course, I just want effects, and I go outside looking for love in all the wrong places. And I'm so so grateful I finally surrendered completely. And I got into action because it's never what I'm thinking. It's always, always what I'm doing. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Ginger C. Okay, um, Chrissy O., please share with us. Hi, my name is Chrissy O. I'm in Indiana, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. And um, I... Don't usually I I don't think I've I've only shared a time or two in the last six months listening and um, to try to share on this topic of um, what we've read. Um, you know I I step two I I believe there's a power greater than myself, um, but I get my I get in the way of myself all the time. I'm on day six returning from relapse again and um i started writing to my higher power and that's helping but you know i i don't know how to continue making that connection um 
my self-will is just so strong in my um um I feel I feel like I'm I'm like just dying and I'm struggling to breathe. So I wanted to share to kind of claim my seat and to say that you know I know there's a power greater than myself and I know I'm not it, but boy I keep wanting to be it and thinking that maybe if I do this, why am I feeling this way? Poor me. Oh, and <clears throat> I need to just keep keep listening in and um you know and I know the third step is is a, you know a decision but it there's action you know um coming that's got to come behind that decision too and um but for today I'm I'm abstinent I'm following my food plan I'm doing what my sponsor says and just gonna keep coming back and with that I'll pass Thank you very much, Chrissy O. Uh, Stephanie N., please go ahead. Hi, this is Stephanie N., recovered in Kansas. Um, This is making me think about when I came into OA. I was filled with every form of self. Um, I I really was essentially my own higher power. I was just um, obsessed with myself and obsessed with my will, and um, I had a lot of religion, um, and I thought I understood God. I really, I really did think I understood God, but like any relationship, if it's one-sided, if it's all about me, I'm not making room for that other person, and, and so I didn't have a relationship, um, but as I worked through and I saw that I was able to stay abstinent and I was able to be emotionally sober and I knew I wasn't doing it. I started to draw closer and closer to that higher power. And the more I leaned into my higher power, the more he revealed himself to me and the relationship just has evolved and gotten stronger and stronger. And it's just been this beautiful unfolding um, where I do feel close to my higher power and I trust my higher power and I can, you know, turn anything over um, because that trust is built, um, you know, is based on my my powerlessness and understanding that I am not doing any of this for myself. And then it just grew from there. And um, like any other relationship, there are days when I don't feel close. And when that happens, I get quiet and um, I just I continue to seek seek my higher power in those times and um, and you know and then it, you know it doesn't last very long I I get back into alignment and um, every morning my first thought when I wake up is a third step prayer and then from there I continue to lean into God and the steps all throughout the day um, it really does work so anyways with that I pass thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. And Donna L., please share with us. Thank you. This is Donna L. from Texas, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, I just had to be willing to let go of my preconceived ideas of what my higher power was and be willing to believe that it could return me to, to a sane way of thinking and acting. It wasn't me. Um, 
I knew that the, it couldn't be me because if it had, I would have already recovered and I wouldn't need these steps. So I, I came to, uh, and it took a while um, to accept that. Um, I had to surrender uh, to this power. And that was a scary process. Um, I had to be willing to make a decision to accept that whatever this power was, that it would care and love me enough to guide me, um, you know, <clears throat> first to to let me, you know, lead me and guide me and now depend upon this loving and caring power. When I first came in, it was scary. Um, I was all there is. I was all there was. I was all I had. Now I saw that I had to find something that was bigger and a lot bigger than me because my self-will was huge. And and then I had to turn it over, all of it, all of me over to this, and that was scary for me. Um, but once I did that and surrendered, as so many have said before, I have a beautiful, loving, caring relationship now with the God of my understanding. And I even made out a job description more than once um, of what I wanted this higher power to be. But finally, I did come through a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, uh, working the steps. I am recovered today, and I do have a beautiful uh, relationship. And I turned those steps in the beginning. I turned them into prayers to help me stop thinking and acting on my own and to remind me. And I said them many times throughout the day so that I was reminded that it's not me that's in control, that it's God, and to let go of the control that I think I'm, I have. And um, I'm just very blessed today and appreciative of everyone that's been here giving service. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Donna L. We have four minutes left, so we will take two names, and hopefully we'll get to hear from two people. Who Sherry like KB. Sherry KB. Catherine B. And Catherine B. Thank you very much. Okay, Sherry, if you can do two minutes, that would be great. Thank you. Actually, I might do less than that, Kathy. Thank you. This okay. is Sherry, grateful recovered compulsive reader. Um, thank you so much for your service, Kathy, and everybody on the line. You know what? Um, I've always been told that this is a simple program for complicated people. And so this is what I do know. Um, I can't, God can, and I think I'll let him. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. And Catherine B., go ahead, please. Good morning. This is Catherine B. I'm north of San Diego, recovering for about nine months now. I'm so grateful to all of you. I, I hear you every morning. You're, you're my wake-up uh, morning, uh, start my day, and I'm, I'm just so grateful to, for this, uh, this call-in. Um, the, the part that, I, I, um, that stands out to me is came to believe a power greater than myself. Um, my, my being has been, I, the source of my being has been about me, and it's a default mechanism. I will, I will be all about me, and then um, in that, it's, it's, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be a good wife, mother, friend, a good citizen, and, and it's, it's virtuous, but it's all self-centered, and so I've tried to, I, I, in this program, I've learned how, where, 
how to how to unravel that. And I I started with uh, people talk about meditation, and it didn't take much. Just setting the timer on my phone and giving it ten minutes, where I stop, I just stop my try to stop my own thinking and focus on the word willingness. Just focus on willingness, or just say I'm listening, and to just set myself aside, and that that moved me forward a lot that I'm not the source of my being and I don't have to default to that and I can allow something else in my life. And it, it, it's been huge. And I, I am so grateful to you all and for those Sunday editions and, and with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Catherine B. Um, is there anyone who would like to take a short share before we close? This is Donna. Okay, sure, Donna. Go ahead. A minute or so? Oh, yeah. I'll just be really quick. Um, Donna W. So grateful to be recovering in uh, Palo Alto, California. And, um, yeah, just uh, my thought for the day is how can I be God-centered? And I realize that I've been centered on work or centered on my weight or centered on my health and um, centered on the food. And just for today... I'm going to be uh, praying to be God-centered and uh, just keep it real simple. And that's and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Donna W. And thank you to everyone who has shared today and those who are listening. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Kathleen O., can you please read our book is meant to be suggestive only? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you very much, Kathleen O. And I want to thank everyone on Team Monday, including Maggie A., Brandy M., Kathy Jo P., and Ginger C., and Kathleen O., to whom I owe a special thanks for helping me um, get through all the readings today. Thank you, Kathleen. And now, please join me in saying the serenity prayer. Press star one. God, God, God,